temperature within a really very narrow range between about 36 and 37. And when the outside air temperature is higher than that, then it's very difficult for us to lose heat. And we generate heat just through our metabolism. Monday nights, up late. Broadcasting from stolen land. Satellite skies. Satellite skies. Satellite skies. Highlighting DIY and autonomous politics music and subculture with a different theme each week. Satellite Skies, You Can Be You, punk and songs punks love to dance to, with Tessa and Heiko, one of the weekly rotations of Satellite Skies, talking and spinning all things DIY punk, autonomous politics in punk, and the music punks love to dance to, even if they don't know it yet. Hello and welcome to Satellite Skies on 3CR 855 AM and streaming online at 3cr.org.au. You're here with me, Tessa, on this week's rotating segment of the 3CR show, Satellite Skies. This segment is called You Can Be You, Punk and the Songs Punks Love to Dance To. Spinning and talking new and classic punk and the stuff punks love to dance to, even if maybe they don't know it yet. Before I get started, I'd like to acknowledge that this radio is broadcasting today from the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and we pay respects to elders past, present, and emerging, acknowledging that sovereignty was never ceded, and this will always be, and always was, Aboriginal land. So I am in the 3CR studios broadcasting solo tonight, as Heikel is taking a well-deserved rest and having a little break. But Heikel will be back uh, with myself for the next instalment of You Can Be You on Monday the 2nd of August, which is the next You Can Be You segment. Big shout out to Bill from uh, the Greek show that was on earlier. Had a lovely chat with him. And um, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning into 3CR in this month of June, which is, of course, Radiothon. So please, please, please dig deep and support this amazing institution that is 3CR Community Radio, especially uh, such a long-running station and as radical as 3CR, is so crucial to the lifeblood of our city and our creative community. So if you haven't already, please subscribe. Um, please consider subscribing to Satellite Skies. 
if you can, or you can make a one-off or recurring donation. Uh, check out 3cr.org.au. Donate online, pretty please. Okay, so moving on tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about something really fascinating that has been, I think, at the forefront of a lot of people's minds, um, but perhaps uh, not in the specific niche of what we're going to talk about tonight. So uh, tonight we're talking gender-based violence and activism and prevention moving online and into spheres like social media and the broader internet, uh, particularly in this uh, tumultuous time of 2020 and 2021 with the pandemic. And um, tonight I'll be speaking to Lena Molnar, who is a sociologist, a teaching assistant and an academic, uh, focusing on perceptions of social change. Uh, she's currently a PhD student um, writing her thesis on this topic and we'll be getting into an interview with her later on. But uh, to kick off tonight, I have an enormous selection of new music from all around the world as well as at home. So one uh, song that I have been jamming a lot lately is the new Cold Cave single, Nightlight. You are, it's coming up now and you are listening to Satellite Skies on 3CR.
got a common enemy. The same government that locks up these refugees just behind us here at the Park Hotel is the same government that's going for our rights, trying to attack the very limited gains that casuals have. And so when union activists take up the cause of refugees amongst their fellow workers, it's not an act of charity. It's about building workers' united self-defense mechanism, understanding that we're all part of the same battle. Subscribe to 3CR in 2021. Feed Radical Radio. Subscribe today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377.
indigenous people in Australia in the Pacific have borne the brunt of nuclear testing. And this was not done unconsciously. We found documents in the British archives saying that, yes, there is uh, certain hazards, but only to primitive peoples, those that don't wear clothes and don't wash, unlike us British. So the sort of racism inherent in this whole operation was known and understood from the beginning that these were the casualties of a larger imperial policy and that they were able to bear the brunt because there were very small populations and didn't have much political voice. And as we fast forward to today, we see that same thing. 3CR, keeping you informed about Australia's nuclear past and present. At such a time, it's important to have a voice like 3CR, steady, constant, sane and committed to a nuclear-free Australia. Hi, this is Tessa on Nuke Free Satellite Skies on 3CR. 3CR is 855 AM, or you can stream online or listen back to our show on 3cr.org.au. So, the songs that we just listened to, what a cracker. Uh, the song we just heard was a brand new song from the local artist V. The song was Cause I Am the Issue. I am an issue? Cause I am an issue. Wow. Sorry, V. Did a really good job of reading that one out. Cracker track, though. Before that, we heard the amazing new single from Italian slash American band Nuevo Testamento, their track Michelle Michelle. Um, some bandmates of mine when I used to play in a band called Terremoto, uh, Giacomo, who plays uh, drums in Terremoto and also programs the drums for Nuevo Testamento, lo loves an international band. Can't can't do a band when everyone's in the same place, but hats off to them. Amazing Italo disco. Can't wait for the new record, New Earth. Before that, we heard from a Russian band. Uh, the track was Sefik and the band was Neftem Mokni. Apologies, my um, pronunciation is terrible. And the first song of the show was Nightlight, new song from Cold Cave. So now we're going to move into uh, the interview that I mentioned uh, earlier on. I would have loved to have had Lena here in the studio, but 3CR is keeping our community safe and keeping our presenters safe by having no guests and, of course, adhering to strict COVID cleaning uh, guidelines. So sadly, Lena couldn't join me in the studio tonight. However, I did have a chance to catch up with her yesterday in a very sunny uh, room in East Brunswick. So that was really lovely. Lovely. So again, tonight we're going to be touching on, um, uh, in the interview, issues of gender-based violence and prevention and uh, activism taking place online uh, from youth communities. Um, trigger warning, there is some light discussion of gender-based uh, violence, however, um, not, not too much heavy stuff, thankfully. Uh, so Lena Molnar is, I'm uh, blessed to say, a, a lovely and amazing talented genius friend of mine but also she is a sociologist and an academic uh working in the areas of um, social change um and look rather than i blather on shall we uh hear from lena herself so take it away lena Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to meet with me on this lovely Sunday afternoon uh, earlier to the show. Um, so I guess to get started, tell us a little bit about yourself, your academic and research work, as well as any relevant extracurricular punk activities that those you can be you listeners might want to know about. Sure. Um, thanks very much for having me, Tessa. And hi, Cole. 
Um, as you mentioned, my name is Lena, and I am a PhD candidate at the at RMIT. Um, I'm about to complete my research into how young people in Australia use social technology to prevent gender-based violence. And so I've looked at a federally funded campaign that was on different social media platforms, but mostly looking at the Facebook fronting campaign and all the comments about like 300,000 comments on that campaign between the years 2014 to 2017. And then I talked to young people last year about how they share content online about preventing gender-based violence. Um, in the punk world, I've played in several bands such as uh, Tangle, Manhunt, Overrun, Heavy Breather, Bloodletter, and 100%. And you've spent some time in various uh, cities around so-called Australia, although your base is now here in Nam. Some of those bands were in Minion, is that right? That's right. I grew up in Minion and I live here in Nam. And in Minion, I also ran a uh, feminist uh, zine and record distribution thingy uh, called Troubles of Bruin, and we focused on records and zines made by people who aren't men. Such an amazing, uh, amazing institution that you set up there with Troubles of Brewing. I was and still am such a huge fan. Okay, so I understand from what you've explained that your current research project obviously is focusing on a time pre-COVID, but, um, you know, a big part of your study is also focusing on how these communities function online. Um, considering under the pandemic, or the panini, as I like to call it, so much uh, has moved into the online space, and, um, have you noticed a large shift in things that you're seeing now in your findings? I know that you spend a lot of time monitoring these things at present as well. Yeah, so that's a really interesting question. Um, obviously, when I was starting my research, uh, online campaign, well, prevention campaigns were very face-to-face, peer-based uh, campaigning was done during workshops, and there was a lot of research saying we should engage with social technology, but no one was, like, doing that in their workshops. There was an inference that they would do peer-based workshops with young people and then they would go and do something online but they weren't sure what was going on and then the panini happened and I had to stop my field work and go recoup and do the pivot thing that everyone was doing and I was like actually this is kind of fabulous because now all these campaigns are like pivoting and doing this stuff that I was like I told you that this is going to happen and thank you and so they went and recruited and found all these young people for me even though they said we didn't know that what the social technology thing was doing and I was like well you probably need young people working for you <laughs> and so um, yeah more places are using social technology as we see to express uh, their content or their campaign material more vividly but also a lot of this campaign material is borrowing uh, the chosen form of expression of young people which is like their everyday practice Fascinating and so amazing that so many people were so behind the curve until they were forced to take notice in this area. So um, specifically, what kind of online platforms are you seeing used predominantly or what are you looking at the most? Um, so like basically anything that is useful. 
I guess it depends on what kind of content people want to share and who they're trying to influence. So for different participants, they might use TikTok to like just like express themselves and go off on a rant or say like turn it into a funny joke. That, but that might not be trying to like totally vocalize something that is evidence-based if it's evidence-based and rich it might be more suitable for instagram or if they're trying to influence like their grandparents their their parents their like family groups they'll use facebook or even twitter interesting and i guess one of the main reasons i wanted to interview you on the show is obviously your research is fascinating and extremely relevant to all facets of life but as you know um you Can Be You, the segment on Satellite Skies, is very focused on punk and goth music. And um, as with the rest of the world, we see a lot of our peers and, and even ourselves engaging with talking about gender-based violence in the punk community so much more online these days. Prior to the pandemic and now, so much exclusively. And I guess because you kind of straddle these two worlds, I think that you have a really fascinating insight into these things. Um and I guess to skip over my next question, do you think that um, how how do you think subculture plays into this dynamic? Um, considering some of these uh, people that you're um, monitoring or having as research participants are likely interested in social justice, alternative ideas, um, I thought maybe this might have come up for you or do you see your experiences in the punk community online as really separate from what you're researching um i think it's kind of similar also kind of not um i mean to like directly answer your question there were only a couple of people involved in my research who maybe have experiences in the punk community or some sort of um subculture we didn't really get too deep into how that informed their practices i have a couple of quotes from young people who said oh i got really into rock and punk and i found zines and that's when I started finding out more people were thinking the same ways that I was thinking but there was most young people did come to a point either through uh, talking to other people like themselves online or from some form of influence be it like a pop idol or a celebrity or someone that they thought that was cool even an older sibling exposing these ideas to them and then giving them the instigation to speak up about it. And speaking up about it online is what they're trying to do, well, is what they do to try to encourage other people to do so, so that they don't have to put up with the shit anymore. And I think that's what we find uh, people are doing uh, about any experience of marginalization in the punk community um, or the goth subculture as well and however uh, it is marginalization within a community that we ex that we are sharing so I don't think there's anything significant about being a
think it's um, seemingly so much more obvious, but I guess there's this perception, particularly maybe amongst people who have more the old school fashion that of thinking about the punk scene is that we're, you know, we're the ones with the radical ideas and, you know, these things are only happening in our, you know, underground radical communities, but it's just really not the case and it's inspiring to see such young children from all over, not even children, young people from all spectrums and walks of life engaging with this kind of um, information online. So um, on that note, um, does this space of talking about gender-based violence generally come from grassroots means like you were talking about, you know, the older sibling or the zine, um, or do you find that it's coming from lived experience or even um, more institutionalised forms of talking about gender-based violence? Um, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about here, and it, it's, a, it's a bit of both. So um, for some people, they had a lived experience and they knew that there was something wrong, but they didn't know how to vocalise it. And so they went looking for that information or they talked to their friends or a family member and they found the words or that otherwise they found it online. For other people, if they didn't have that experience of violence or marginalisation, they heard their friends talking about it or they saw that online and that's when they've been able to start talking about it and trying to get other people to get on board. So I think it's um, it's inappropriate to assume that someone has to experience marginalisation or violence to care about something, but it, it what matters is that... Is that uh, what, what you do once you understand that you have a position of power that you can help, uh, that you can offer support for others and collaborate with people who are maybe more marginalised or maybe more likely to be uh, to experience violence. What do you do with that? Fascinating, and um, I think it is so pertinent. Like we were having a conversation just a few days ago about the huge movement in high school students uh, relating to the curriculum and sex education and ideas around consent. And when I asked the question, you know, are people engaging with these stories and ideas of gender-based violence from lived experience, grassroots activism, and then finally from more institutional things, it seems interesting that, you know, these massively failed campaigns around consent from our dear leader... <laughs> Um, seeming to be really missing the mark, but in a way have perhaps, do you think, inspired more people to kind of join the fight because it's so so heavily missing the mark in, in this kind of, you know, engaging people to talk about gender-based violence, not in the way that perhaps they had hoped. Do you think that's relevant? Totally. I think that's also one of the big reasons why for young people, they go straight to like, well, what about our sex education? This is the the place where we're supposed to receive information or this is an opportunity that we're missing to talk about the driving cause of violence and where we, we learn these things that are so rudimentary and but we're not learning about our pleasure or opportunities to respect one another and people are taking advantage of this or taking advantage of things that we we assume in the world because of the patterns that they go off and see where Gender, gender inequality, which is the driver of gender-based violence, is a pattern where that is taken for granted. And we see that from the top level of our society in Australia. Thank you, Lena. And I guess to round out the interview, 
um, to bring together your two areas of expertise. Um, do you see much crossover uh, with the prevention work and, and your lived experiences playing in punk and goth bands, attending live music in general? Or do you see much crossover in these two spaces um, of relevant material? Um, yeah, totally, in different ways. I think, like, the same uh, power imbalances occur in punk and in trying to, like, achieve better outcomes for people of uh, diverse sexualities and gender experiences occur because of assumptions made based on uh, patterns of violence and minimizing people's experience of marginalization and that has repercussions for how people feel about themselves and whether or not they can take up space and we see that all the time and we've seen that for generations in punks and music subcultures and that is a opportunity for prevention for violence as well as for uh equality well said Lena, thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with me uh, and share such valuable information. And um, hope to see you in the studio soon as a guest DJ because I know you have the best music taste. Thank you, Lena. The Milky Way looks good in the night sky. The stars open a shirt, but my dark eyes complex. Hey, I'm Lady Lash. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, the voice of the set. 3CR is so awesome, giving the platform for people's voices to be heard and people's gifts to be heard. And always remember that you are amazing. I'm dreaming of the seven moons. Oh, I see what's you. Hey, welcome back. It's me, Tessa, live in the studio, giving you satellite skies. Uh, this week's rotating segment, You Can Be You, punk and songs punks love to dance to. We just heard an awesome interview with uh, academic and sociologist Lena Molnar. Thank you so much again, Lena, for giving your time up. And to back announce the track we heard in between the interview was a track from Lena's, one of Lena's most recent bands, uh, of which she is the singer, Bloodless and the track was Witness. So we've got about, uh, you know, 15 minutes or so left on the show, so I'm just going to keep cranking through some new tunes, uh, a lot from so-called Australia, and I'm going to go into a really awesome new track from local NAM band Laughing Gear. The track is Private Sector. You're listening to 3CR.
Yo, and welcome back to Satellite Skies on 3CR. This is Tessa. You are listening to You Can Be You. And we just heard a big old bracket of a bunch of new music. Uh, the last track we heard was the song Close the Door by a really new band from Perth called Caro. Before that, uh, the track The Shadow Baby by New York band Dollhouse. And before that, uh, the track was Embrace Death by L.A. Goth's Male Tears. Great band name. And kicking off that bracket was uh, the song Bastards by Electric Chair from, I believe, Washington State in the US. And the first song was Private Sector by Nam Band Laughing Gear. So we're coming up on the end of our time together. So I'm going to uh, basically just say a big old thank you and a big old tune in next time. Um, Normally we do a gig in Action Guide, but, you know, a lot of the gigs got a little bit foofed up because of uh, the most recent lockdown and, you know, restrictions changing around. So I'm going to skip that one and just say if you would like to get in touch with a suggestion for the Action Guide or the Gig Guide, you know, we understand that myself and Heikel only looks upon the scene in which we're involved in. So we're really excited and welcome any suggestions of music or gigs or actions. Uh, to talk about or play in our show. So please get in contact either via social media. We have a Facebook page, Satellite Skies, or Instagram, satellite underscore skies. Or you can email us at satellite.skies.3cr at gmail.com. Heikel and I will be back with our segment, You Can Be You, on the 2nd of August. But please do tune in next week to Satellite Skies to hear Minnie and Easy. They will be taking over the Satellite Skies airwaves. And uh, coming up, I've got a couple more songs hand-picked for you. Uh, we're going to go out listening to two songs. One is the track... Uh, ooh, have I missed over a little song here? Perhaps, perhaps. What have I done? So, we're going to go out listening to the song Despise the Rich by Red Red Crobby. Apologies, everyone. It is uh, almost midnight on a Monday. The old brain conked out. I'm looking at a lovely sign that says $50 for one month's supply of coffee to keep our graveyard shift volunteers going could come from any subscriber to Satellite Skies or donations. So, please, please do donate to um, 3CR as it, I need to be caffeinated or I'll do what I just did then. So anyway, we're listening to the track Despise the Rich by Red Red Crovy. Then we'll be listening to the track Sim Cities by the band Paranoias from Perth, going out on an absolute new romantics classic to cut a long story short by Spandau Ballet. Thank you so much for tuning in to Satellite Skies and have an awesome Tuesday morning. <laughs>